Life's like a box of chocolates. Here in Shepherd, little spatulas, wooden spoons. It's a shepherd. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Woo! Kitchens can be scary. Yo, we could slip on some dairy. Oh no, there goes Mary Berry. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Woo! These are genuine real tales. None of them include the eight gas mail. They are all Chef Tales. Ooh, Chef Tales. Woo! Every day he's making jet tails. Woo! Hello and welcome to a brand new series of the Chef Tales podcast. Series six. Damn. I'm your host, MJPJ. Nephew John Philip Jones. Bombhead. Son, father, son, father, husband, chef, and podcaster. I finally got myself another wallet after not having one for well over a year now. I finally feel like a man again. It's under two weeks now until pubs or when pubs and gyms are finally open. As you, my listeners, will know, I don't really drink these days, so boozers reopening won't affect me. Although I did kill off five pints of San Miguel after a game of seven-a-side football and then cycled home. Naughty, I know. I told the wife it was only three points. <laughs> How many people who have bought weights, etc. online won't be returning to the gyms? Hands up. Yeah, I'm one of those people, don't get me wrong. Doing a hit class with a group of people is a hundred times better than doing it on your tod. That's a given, but I can go in my gym whenever I want and I don't have to wait for some fucker who is using the Smith machine or any other equipment and those lazy cunts who don't wipe down the equipment afterwards. So, outdoor sports are now allowed. My football starts again this Saturday. I can't wait. Will we get spanked? Definitely. Will we score? Probably not. We'll see. Like I've mentioned before, it's in a church league that I play in and the rules are no swearing. So if someone shouted, Jesus Christ, why didn't you pass, you greedy cunt? It wouldn't go down very well. I wonder if any of my teammates listen to my podcast. We have well over 50, 50 players signed up for the team, so it's a possibility. I do have a tendency to play for teams that don't score. Let's hope we do this game. A win would be fucking amazing. Well, I was right. Half time, we were 1 0 down. We had a good half. One punt upfield, which split my defence. I came charging out like the monk from Me Machine. And the player lobbed me. Lobbed it over me. Our captain said his piece at half-time. Keep your heads, lads. No silly mistakes. Blah, 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 blah. They go back out there. Within 60 seconds, they had scored their second goal. Boom. We didn't even look like fucking scoring. Six bloody nil. All of the goals were put in the bottom corner, so I had fucking no chance. We are a team that can play 45 minutes, and that's about it. 
as everyone is fucked after that. My team played again Saturday, just gone, and everyone, and I do mean everyone, played really well. We were, we were on top majority of the first half, and it paid off with, okay, it was a lucky goal, which rebounded off of a third defender, but we'll take it nevertheless. They responded by equalising also by a lucky goal. It didn't affect the performance of the lads, though. Although one of them calling me a prick because I had asked him to cover the middle of the park didn't sit well with me. Where's middle prick? The prick was about... The prick naturally got a response from me. Use your eyes, you cunt. Followed by a shut your mouth, otherwise I'll knock you out. He's a gobby little player and I wasn't going to put up with his shit. We kissed and made up when the half finished. We did lose the game. I called keepers for and uh, and the strike. I called keepers for a ball that was coming in, and the striker beat me to the ball. A simple nod in to the empty net, and a few minutes later, threw in a striker threw in on goal. Attempts to lob me. I got fingertips to it. It hits the bar, and it goes in off of one of our players. That was two own goals because the first goal was off of one of our players in the third goal. So I didn't feel so bad after that one. But aside from the loss, the team played very, very well. And we should all, you know, all be proud of that performance. I went to the sperm bank the other day. The lady there asked if I wanted, if I'd like to masturbate in the cup. I replied, no, I'm good, thanks. I'm not ready to compete in a tournament just yet. I like my slaves like I like my coffee. That's free, you racist fucks. Joanna, um... She's had trouble with a boy at her school. Two years ago, he split... Joanna being my daughter. Two years ago, he split her lip when he punched her in the face. Yes, you heard me right. A boy punched a girl in the face, and for no reason as well. She never told a teacher, and never, and they never noticed. Questions were asked why. During the second lockdown, we specifically told her teacher to move the boy as he was sat next to Joanna. Joanna went back to school, and who sat next to her? That boy. The same boy that has been calling her ugly and just being a little shit towards her. Now we'd spoken to her teacher again and mentioned about when we were when we insisted on moving him. The mother of the boy has taken it upon herself to put on social media yeah, why is why is the blame always on him? Because he's a little cunt, that's why. I don't know, I'm just putting it out there. I should have put that as a comment, I suppose. She goes on to add that he's been bullied at school. Does that give him the right to punch my daughter in the face and call her names? Finally, the time has come when you can meet up with other family members outdoors. It was eventful for us as well. We met up with my brother Luke, his Mrs Tracy and their, their daughter Angel. We headed to the park, two minutes from our house. The park was quite busy. On the front gate of this, um, as you go into this park, it strictly says no dogs. And there was one with a group of kids in the middle of the park with no lead. We'd been there all of two minutes and the dog started barking at Angel and getting very close to her. And she was frightened. Tracy, her mum, 
said, you shouldn't be, shouldn't it be on a lead? To which they all laughed. And she said, obviously it's not funny. But you always find of a group of kids, there's always one mouthy little cunt in the group, isn't there? A couple of minutes after that had happened, and we were obviously just um, talking about it amongst ourselves. A kid gets on his bike to leave and goes, "Yeah, we better leave. Don't want, don't want your our dog to eat ya." To which my wife then piped up, "It says on the gate, no dogs." The mouthy little prick came back very quickly with, "Well, why are you in here then?" Ha ha ha! Hilarious. Just go away and don't come back. Um. But Charlotte said, and I said, yeah, your parents must be really proud, was my comment. I have to give it to the mouthy little shit, though. He was quick in that response, with that response, and, and Charlotte took it well and, yeah, and gave it back. I don't want to sound like an old fart, but the kids these days, they, they, just, they just have their faces in their phones. My nephews will be on them constantly instead of, instead of engaging in a conversation. When we were young, <laughs> we'd be out hanging out with our friends, playing football, temping bowling, you know, you name it, we'd be out all day. But then mobile phones weren't around, you know, 30 odd years ago. So, hey ho. Obviously, I have mentioned in the AA Rosette episode that I won an AA Rosette. Something that I'm very proud of, of course, an accolade, which means a lot to me. A listener of my podcast, hi James, a fellow chef who is local to me, I would like to hear more about it. I have asked James if he'd like to be, on the, he'd like to be a guest on the podcast, but he declined my offer as he's a shy bloke, and I, I totally respect that. It was a time in my career where I felt the most confident and... I also felt rock bottom, but not at the same time, of course. My confidence was was building when I was there, trying out new ideas, having the freedom to make unusual ice creams, such as basil, which is amazing, by the way. I love seafood, as you guys know, cooking it and eating it. I love meat, baking, etc. But, I w- yeah, I was in my element there, a seafood restaurant, a stone throw away from the beach, local produce coming in daily. It was a chef's dream. We'd always give um, customers a mousse-bouche. A shot of caspaccio, citrus sorbet, something to get their taste buds going. I came there as a sous chef, and me and the head chef, the second head chef, <laughs> uh, second head chef, uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, I, I started there, and within a week, the, the head chef was sacked, and they brought back... Um, the head chef that re- the, that opened the restaurant, but, but so me and this new head chef just bounced ideas off each other. We'd have a laugh in the kitchen, and most importantly, enjoyed what we did. He did take the piss a bit, though. He didn't respect the owner. Always wanted Sundays off. I got on well with him, but like I say he was only there literally a few months, as a better offer had come along, and he was off, and so I took the reins. The menu used to have around 8 to 10 starters, 15, 15 main courses, I, I recall. Five meat, five fish, five uh, fish, shellfish, and then five um, vegetarian. 
And then we had five desserts, as well as having specials, oysters, freedom air, lobster, garlic butter, etc. Writing menus is always fun. Going through the hundreds of cookbooks for looking for like you know ideas or anything like that. I've always loved Italian cuisine, so I put a couple of pasta dishes on, and a panna cotta and a tiramisu because when I first started to learn to cook, that was my favourite dessert, a tiramisu. Love coffee in a dessert. Now bear in mind, I'd never made a panna cotta before, but I wanted it on the menu. So I asked a friend if I could have his recipe. I made them up, you know, made them up, put them in the fridge, and then, like with anything, tried it the next day. I had a look at them the next day. I took them out of the fridge and I thought, I know they're supposed to be wobbly and, and jiggle like, like my Mrs. Boobs, but it was like, it was like it in the Dario mould, the mould that you set your, your um, panna cottas in. So if I was going to turn this out, it was going to be a puddle on the plate. I thought, has he stitched me up on purpose? So I put them back in the pan, heated them up, and added another leaf of a sheet of gelatine to it. They were fine after that. They had the sexy wobble. I've never asked for another, rep another recipe from, from that guy. <laughs> I had people... That have knocked me for, for having recipes. For them I say, I don't give a fuck about what you think. I know that whatever is being made is consistent. I'm talking about bread, terrines, batters and desserts of course, like chocolate fondants, mousses etc. Winging it is not what I'm about. Like I said before, the restaurant was part of a two-star dated hotel so it looked totally out of place the hotel had its own restaurant for guests usually the older clientele when we won the rosette you would have thought that the owner would have wanted to splash it about in the local paper on the website you know but but we didn't i didn't have any of that he didn't want any of that and so it wasn't advertised um which is a, which is a shame, yeah. It could have made could have made a big difference. As you guys know, my uh, my mate who left, you know, um, the old head chef, and then plastered everywhere he went. They had one rosette. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, I still laugh at that. Um, I got so low towards the end of my time at that restaurant that I confided in the friend who um who gave me the panna cotta recipe. <laughs> Spilled my heart out. That it's breaking my that it was breaking my heart. Doing all you know, doing all the prep and that kind of stuff and not doing enough numbers, it being really quiet. And this is like I say, this is a year or so after we had won the rosette. I used to wake up and dread going in there. I'd do the minimum prep and sometimes I'd turn up about an hour before service. I just the drive, the passion, everything had just been drained out of me and gone. And so, yeah, so I, I left there because it wasn't doing me, it wasn't doing my head any good. And, you know, people said I should have stayed for, I could have stayed for another six months or something like that. But the place was only there for about another year. Like I said, it was sold on and uh, it's now been knocked, knocked down in his retirement home. So, you know, I think I made the right decision. Why did the Mexican throw his wife off a bridge? Tequila!
how dark, how is dark humour like anal? You just relax and everything will be fine. Did you know that Alan is the anagram of anal? What do you do now? What's the difference between Black Panther and Batman? Batman Returns. I know one guy whose party trick is that he can suck his own cock. Okay, it might not actually be his party trick, but that he whips it out and goes for it. Why you'd actually want to do that, though, is beyond me. Kobe was off school for a whole week, the cold, the poor little bugger. So he just chilled his pants in the house, watching YouTube and playing his Nintendo DS. We discovered the other day that he had worms. I don't know about you, but back in the 80s, early 90s, that stuff gave me fucking nightmares. Not the worms, but the fucking medicine. My mum would mix it with milk and the smell, mm, just thinking about it, brings it all back. Now it's either a tablet or a spoonful of medicine. Kobe had his spoonful and literally the second he'd swallowed it, he said, am I better? I wish all medicines were like that, mate. <laughs> if that was the case. Turns out that he also had nits. Bloody typical. That their school is terrible for fucking nits. Now it's time for Bombhead News. DMX, a.k.a. Earl Simmons, has passed today. It's a sad day for hip-hop fans. Football. Arsenal legend Thierry Henry. Arsenal legend Thierry Henry has quit all social media because of the racist abuse he's received. I've said it before and I'll say it again. That racism will never go away. That's not the attitude to have, Matt, somebody said to me. It's got nothing to do with my attitude, mate. It's just my fucking opinion. Snooker. The whirlwind, Jimmy White, plays his arch rival, his arch nemesis, Stephen Hendry, in the first round of the qualifiers of the Snooker Championship. Hendry has come out of retirement for two years. I watched it. It was like me and my brother playing. The highest break of seven, I think, was after the third frame. Jimmy got spanked again. I think that he should seriously retire. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Today, we managed to finalise a deal with a local golf club to be the registered caterer there. We're on a three month trial to see how it goes for both parties. Like I've mentioned before, we had been in touch via emails and a few phone calls. We didn't hear anything for a few weeks and I thought, ah, they must have changed their minds or got and gone with somebody else, but no. In a previous email, they did mention that the two previous caterers left because of making no profit, which obviously raised a few eyebrows um, for me and Charlotte. 
we, me and Charlotte spoke about it and it was obvious that I was still keen. But Charlotte, being the cautious one, gave me her views, which were totally understandable. We organised to meet up with the big bosses of the golf club and they are very keen, as are we. I thought that we were going in there to discuss plans and then go home and think about it. But again, I was wrong. We're going to make this work. We gave, them the, good, we gave the good news to the in-laws. There was no well done. That's brilliant, guys. Nothing from the father-in-law. Just what ifs. I'm used to that and expected. Nothing less. Unfortunately, I can't live, with, live my life on what ifs. You have to take chances, opportunities in life in order to succeed. And opportunity, opportunities like this don't come around often. I'm a positive person and I know that I would regret it, I would regret it if we didn't take, up, take them up on this offer. I'm also a proactive person and I can't just sit on the fence. The in-laws were still part of the Cayman company and there's a surefire thing that they wouldn't have wanted us to go ahead with it and that we would have no choice but to pull out. But not this time. I'm not pulling out, baby! I spoke to my mum, my brother and my sister a bit later on that day and told them about it. They all congratulated me and said that they were proud of us. That's more like it. I did mention to the big bosses if I'd be allowed to have a round on the course, to which they said, yeah, you can have a round with us lads uh, when you want, one of them said. Now, as much as I'd like to take them up on that offer, I'd have to decline, as they would most probably be shit hot and me dog shit. Plus, I'd probably shank the very first tee shot and scream, CUNT! at the top of my voice, and that's not the impression that I really want to give them. Now, obviously with this happening, this, this, this leads me to, um, to give notice to my current workplace, which I feel absolute shit for doing. Dave, the father-in-law, suggested that I wait until the end, until we, they open back up, which is just over a month's time, until I get paid. But that's even worse, doing that. So to be honest though, with how inquiries are coming in for the catering, I would have been handing my notice in a lot sooner than what I think. It has to be done though. So naturally, we're gonna give it 110% and it's gonna work. I've been your host, Matthew John Philip Jones. Manny boy, bombhead, MJPJ. This is the Chef Tales podcast. If you've got a question, if you've got a request, hit me up. <laughs> But for now, but for now, my my friends, this is this is me out. Peace. Life is like a box of chocolates. Here, the chef bird, ladles, spoons, wooden spoons. It's a chef blur. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Chef tales. Kitchens can be scary. You could slip on some dairy. Who oh, look there goes Mary Berry. Chef tales. Ooh. These are genuine real tales. None of them include a Gareth Bale. They are ooh chef tales. Ooh. Every day he's making real chef tales. Ooh.